This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 2019. No, you can't make a person change. Part 1. By Mark Manson of markmanson.net. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of ORD. I'm your host and narrator, Greg Audino. And if you catch all the episodes, you know that this is the beginning of another one of our two-parters. Our episodes are often one post per day, but sometimes we will stretch longer posts across two consecutive episodes, or even squeeze two short posts into one episode. It really boils down to wanting to share the best content we can with you in a small period of time. So with that, let's get ready for the beginning of another two-parter, this time courtesy of Mark Manson. We're going to hear what he has to say about our efforts to change people as we optimize your life. No, You Can't Make a Person Change, Part 1, by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. We've all had that one person, that one person in our lives that we always find ourselves saying, if only they would dot dot dot. Month after month, year after year, we love them, we care about them, we worry for them, but when we turn off the light or hang up the phone, we think to ourselves, if only they would dot dot dot. Maybe it's a family member, maybe they're depressed, heartbroken, despondent, maybe they don't believe in themselves. And every time you see them, you try to fill them with love and confidence. You compliment their new Spider-Man shirt and tell them how sweet their new haircut is. You casually encourage them and offer some unsolicited tips and recommend a book or two and silently say to yourself, if only they would believe in themselves. Or maybe it's a friend. Maybe you see them messing up left, right, and center, drinking too much, cheating on their partner, blowing all their money on their odd yet obsessive go-kart hobby. You pull them aside and give them the -the hands-on-the-shoulders pep talk that friends are supposed to. Maybe you offer to take a look at their bank statement and maybe even give them a loan or two. Meanwhile, in the back of your head, you keep thinking, if only they would get their life together. Or maybe it's the worst. Maybe it's your husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend. Or even worse, it's your ex-husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend. Maybe it's over, but you keep clinging to the hope that they'll somehow change that there's some special piece of information that they missed that would change everything. Maybe you keep buying them books that they never read. Maybe you drag them to a therapist that they don't want to go to. Maybe you try leaving tearful voicemails at two in the morning, screaming, Why am I not good enough for you? Yeah, like that's ever worked. We've all got that person in our lives. Loving them hurts, but losing them hurts. So we decide the only way to salvage this emotional disaster is to somehow change them, if only they would dot dot dot. On my speaking tour this spring, I held short Q&A sessions at the end of each talk. Invariably, in every city, at least one person would stand up, offer a long explanation of their messed up situation, and end it with, how do I get him or her to change? If only they would do X, things would be better. And my answer, in every situation, was the same. You can't. You can't make somebody change. You can inspire them to change. You can educate them towards change. You can support them in their change. But you can't make them change. That's because making someone do something, even if it's for their own good, requires either coercion or manipulation. It requires intervening in their life in a way that is boundary violation. And it will, therefore, damage the relationship, in some cases more than it helps. 
These are boundary violations that often go unnoticed because they're done with such good intentions. Timmy lost his job. Timmy is laying on his mom's couch, broke and feeling sorry for himself every day. So, mom starts filling out job applications for Timmy. Mom starts yelling at Timmy, calling him names and guilt-tripping him for being such a loser. Maybe she even throws his PlayStation out the window for good measure, just to give him that extra oomph of motivation. How Boundary Violations Mess Us Up While mom's intentions may be good, and while some may even see this as a dramatically noble form of tough love, this type of behavior ultimately backfires. It's a boundary violation. It's taking responsibility for another person's actions and emotions, and even when done with the best of intentions, boundary violations mess relationships up. Think about it this way. Timmy is feeling sorry for himself. Timmy is struggling to see any point in living in this cruel, heartless world. Then suddenly, mom comes in and trashes his PlayStation while literally going out and getting a job for him. Not only does this not solve Timmy's problem of believing the world is cruel and heartless and he has no place in it, but it is actually further evidence to Timmy that there is something fundamentally wrong with him. After all, if Timmy wasn't such a screw-up, he wouldn't need his mom to go out and get a job for him, would he? Instead of Timmy learning, hey, the world is alright, I can handle this, the lesson is, oh yeah, I'm a grown man who still needs his mother to do everything for him. I knew there was something wrong with me. It's in this way that the best attempts at helping someone often backfire. You can't make someone be confident or respect themselves or take responsibility, because the means you use to do this destroys confidence, respect, and responsibility. For a person to truly change, they must feel that the change is theirs, that they chose it, they control it. Otherwise, it loses all its effect. A common criticism of my work is that, unlike most self-help authors, I don't tell people what to do. I don't lay out action plans with steps A through F or create dozens of exercises at the end of every chapter. But I don't do it for a very simple reason. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled, No, You Can't Make a Person Change, by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. And Greg with the all-time cliffhanger. Sorry about that, folks. I try not to be too mean and leave you hanging so much after these part ones, but here we are. You'll just have to come back for part two tomorrow. Well, you really should anyway, because this post is off to a great start uh, in that Mark is doing such a good job of exposing ways in which we mistakenly try to help others. And this is particularly important to pay attention to, because just as we've touched upon a few times here on the show, Our mistakes are that much harder to correct when they're well-intentioned. But if they're ultimately not doing any good for our loved ones, other than the fact that maybe they can see us trying, they might be considered as mistakes nonetheless, and thus preventing us from helping those we want to help. So, more commentary tomorrow after finishing the post. I'm really glad you guys tuned in today. And again, I sure hope you choose to do the same tomorrow for the Wednesday show. I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits.